From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, Alameda Cryptos are on the move. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, December 29th, 2022. It's my birthday today. Getting texts with people. Everybody who's reached out so far, I want to say thank you very much for the birthday wishes my plans today pretty much the same as every day i don't i don't really do the whole birthday thing actually okay that's that's silly to say i do the birthday thing it's just i don't really celebrate it's like another day to me i've probably worked every day every birthday ever um being in the hospitality industry for so long uh birthdays and holidays are something that just always washed over me so anyway thanks for all the birthday wishes and i have something on my radar because I keep getting these emails from Binance.us. That was a pivot, wasn't it? Just like, hey, birthday. Oh, by the way, Binance.us. But I keep getting these emails from Binance.us for staking. And I just got one for Tezos yesterday. And it said, earn up to 7% APY for staking Tezos. And I, I, I just wonder what the hell is going on. Maybe you guys can have your opinions as well. Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Emails in the show notes. But it's like all of these crypto lenders kind of like went away because of the practices, because of being illiquid, because of doing stupid things with funds, all kinds of things. We found out that 7%, 11% isn't really sustainable, especially we're in a bear market. But Binance keeps giving me these emails to say, hey, stake these cryptos, these other cryptos. And it makes me wonder what their product is. Like, are they just the only game in town anymore? Like every other crypto lender is gone. FTX, gone. Gemini Earn, kind of gone. You know, so it's like, are they the only game in town? So now they're just trying to capitalize off of this? And like, what is their end goal? To pay you 7 to 11% APY on these different tokens? Or are we setting ourselves up for a monstrous disaster? I just don't know. Anyway, email me your thoughts. And by the way, Binance.us is going to have a bank holiday on Monday, January 2nd. So don't fear, don't FUD. There will be a bank holiday on the 2nd. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. The time is 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We got Bitcoin dropping a little bit to $16,640, down 0.6% in 24. We have Ethereum at $1,202, pretty much even from yesterday. Tether is number three, USDC is number four, and Binance is at 246, upper percent. Rounding off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Dogecoin, Cardano, and Matic. Solana, just to let you know, dropped down to single digits. It's at $9.44. It's at number 18 in total market cap. It's at $3.4 billion, but it's down 5.8% in 24. It is not looking good for Solana. The total market cap is sitting at $799.7 billion, a BTC dominance of 40%, and an F dominance of 184 
And really quick, something I want to put on your radar. This is the end of the year. We are going to be tax harvesting. A buddy of mine and a long-term listener of the podcast has put something on my radar. It's called acquainting. You can watch a YouTube video about what that does and how it helps you harvest your coins so you can harvest those taxes at the end of the year and making sure that you're locking in those losses. So click that link in the show notes. Again, this is not sponsored. I haven't used it personally, but it is a tool that I thought was cool and I do trust the guy. However, be safe. Never give out your private key. Never give out your seed phrase. Make sure you're paying attention to APIs and never give up data that you're not comfortable giving up. And you know what? Try to protect your data at all costs, but check it out. It might be a tool to help you lock in those losses. Moving into today's headlines, and I think the most notable news today is that Alameda Link's addresses are beginning to move tokens around, swap tokens, and put them in different addresses and different exchanges. Martin Lee, at the MLPX on Twitter, has been tracking all of this, and this is going to be a little hard to follow on a podcast because of the, the logistics of multiple addresses and multiple things being said, sent here, sent there, but we're going to try our best. Yesterday, Martin Lee writes, Yesterday, Alameda Wallets moved funds into two fresh wallets before sending it to ChangeNow slash Fixed Float. I did a deep dive in transactions and noticed that 6.66F came from a wallet labeled SBF. Here's a summary of the transactions below. Wallet 1 received... 570 F, 303 of those F were received from a wallet tagged Alameda, 666 F from unknown wallets, might be Alameda. 0.66 F came from SBF. They then sent 520 F to wallet 2, 50 F was transferred to another fresh wallet and sent to change now. Wallet 2. And by the way, I'm just saying wallet 1, wallet 2. If you look at this Twitter thread, link is in the show notes, you'll see the wallet addresses, the 0x addresses as well. Continuing. Wallet 2 received 719,498 Lido and 230F from Alameda Wallets, 520F from Wallet 1, and 4F from Unknown Wallets. Lido tokens were swapped to 601.49F, and 1,158.9F were swapped to $1.4 million in USDT. Then, 200,000 USDT was swapped to 11.9S BTC on Curve's synthetic swap before being swapped to 10.336 REN BTC. REN BTC was redeemed. 200,000 USDT was swapped back to 164.3F. 360.5F was sent to a fresh wallet, which then sent funds to ChangeNow slash FixFloat. 800,000 USDT was sent to fresh wallets, which sent it to FixFloat. 200,000 USDT was sent through a couple of wallets before being sent to Binance. Total received 719,498 Lido, approximately 804F. Total sent 10.336 BTC, 410.5F to ChangeNow slash FixFloat, 800,000 USDT to FixFloat, and 200,000 USDT to multiple wallets eventually going to Binance. And you could track this all on chain. He concludes by saying, there seems to be two sets of transactions happening. The odd-looking ones, as I mentioned above, more normal-looking ones happen after the odd ones and are being sent to this wallet that is under the liquidator's regulator's control. So this is just interesting to see all this stuff being transacted and moved around. Nobody really has a clear understanding who is doing every transaction. So this seems to be evolving. And by the way, I want to give a shout-out to Jared from Columbus, Ohio, who says he loves the show and put this on my radar. Thanks, Jared, and thank you for listening.
The United States Department of Justice is investigating hundreds of millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency taken in unauthorized transactions from FTX. On November 11th, if you guys remember, shortly after FTX filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, something happened. Lots of cryptocurrencies were moving out of the exchange into different exchanges and converted into different cryptocurrencies. How much? Well, around $650 million worth of crypto left the exchange in total. Federal prosecutors are tracking the assets and have managed to freeze some of them. Celsius, they will file a petition requesting an extension of the deadline for users to submit their claims in the ongoing bankruptcy proceedings. And they're going to do that, and they're trying to extend that for another month. The original deadline was January 3rd, and now they're trying to push it back until early February. The firm said the extension is needed to provide account holders with the additional time to file any proofs of claim. Celsius's creditors have filed more than 17,200 claims as of today, and this is according to the firm's claims agent. But not only are creditors trying to get their money back and retail investors and all of these other people that, yes, of course, are entitled to return their funds, if you can, it looks as though the lawyers are there too. It was recently reported that lawyers and other advisors of the Celsius case have been sinking nearly $53 million in legal fees for their services in just four months. One such law firm, Kirkland & Ellis, billed almost $20 million for its services from July to October followed by White and Case LLP, which they're trying to bill $10.2 million. Other notable advisors in the Celsius case are Alvarez and Marsal. They're billing around $6.5 million. And 3M Advisory Partners, they're billing $4 million, which goes to show you I am totally in the wrong business. Last week, a group of traders said that $22 million worth of crypto had been stolen through compromised API keys from the trading platform 3Commas. The announcement came after an anonymous Twitter user obtained 100,000 API keys belonging to 3Commas users and published them online. 3Commas, they initially said, oh, that's BS, there was no security issue on its end. Zach XBT tweeted, for weeks 3Commas have been blaming its users and accepting zero responsibility. CoinMamba said, you keep lying and saying that it was our fault instead of taking responsibility and prevented further exploits. The CEO of 3Commas, Yuri Sorokin, tweeted this even, and he tweeted this on December 21st. People expect influencers like you to check the info and not mislead them. Do you or any of the peoples in your group who claim that this is a three commas fault have any proof of that? Literally, any kind of proof? Impacted exchange users should contact the exchange and police, not blame us. However, yesterday, CZ Jao came out and said, yeah, I'm reasonably sure that there was widespread API key leaks from three commas. And after all of that, after millions of dollars of crypto is gone, days go by, 3Commas finally came out and admitted it was the source of the API leak. Shame on you. And finally, in some good news, especially in a bear market, on January 2nd, 2023, a nouns-themed float and six costume characters will appear as part of the 134th Annual Rose Parade in Pasadena, California which we all know takes place ahead of the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, and this year's Rose Bowl is going to be played between Penn State and Utah. Seth Green's production company, Stupid Buddy, built a nouns-inspired float and costume characters for the parade. Stupid Buddy's co-founder, Eric Towner, said, We really want to show off the fun and positive side of nouns and crypto. There were many possibilities, but ultimately, we landed on building the biggest and most ridiculous thing we could come up with, a 65-foot-long float covered in flowers and marching down the street in front of millions of people. 
And by the way, Kate Irwin, she wrote a really good article about the most impressive NFT projects of 2022. Some of them I didn't know about. That link is in the show notes as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. I'll be back tomorrow. And until then, happy hodling, everybody.